Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Tuesday to you. I'm Anthony Gazenza with CincyJungle.com, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Flying solo today. Uh, we we usually get to these on <clears throat> on Mondays, but um, you know, unfortunately, some things came up yesterday. Couldn't get to a lot more of the news yesterday. Plus, we wanted to try and wait it out to see if we got some more information on the Ken Anderson potential to the Hall of Fame type of headlines and i've been scouring things no news yet as of now knowing my luck it'll probably happen while we're on the air here or at, right after we conclude it's probably what it's gonna what it's gonna be but uh we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye out for that as we go through here we've got a lot to get to and i'm gonna try and keep it condensed because my guys over at uh talking football with bengal jim are going live at 8 p.m eastern tonight and i don't want to jam up that but Teen you up with some Bengals news here, and then you can go check out their show on uh, Cincy Jungle's, I, I think, Facebook page and all kinds of different channels or on their YouTube channel live. Speaking of YouTube channels, if you are new here, you can subscribe. I believe it's down in this corner here, down by the Cincy Jungle icon, a little show icon. Click that to subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available, all of that good stuff. And we'll be bringing you... All kinds of content, particularly as the regular season is ramping up. And uh, yeah, if you like if you like the audio side of things, you can go and, and subscribe to the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel via your favorite audio streamer, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are on uh, pretty much all of the, the, the major ones, I believe, there. So go check that out. It is this show. It is Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. It is Coach Speak and Chalk Talk with the coach, Matt Minnick, who just had a birthday, by the way. Go wish... The coach, a happy birthday, and of course, three and out with Jason and Kevin. We've been doing some collab stuff with them too. So a lot more coming your way on this channel, on this YouTube channel, on cincyjungle.com, and we'll be bringing you all kinds of different stuff. Okay, so a lot to get to. We're going to run through a lot of Bengals stuff. We're going to run to through some AFC North stuff, and then we're going to go around some NFL news, and then we're going to hop on out of here. We've got a lot a lot to get you. We're going to, uh, for the Bengals stuff, we're going to self-serve a little bit. We're going to, we're going to pull up articles and everything like we normally do via Cincy Jungle. Um, but we've got a couple of other sources too that we're going to pull up and some of which are on 
is it Twitter? Is it X? I don't I don't think it's Twitter anymore. I think it's just X. So let's get to it. This is a former Bengal doubling down on the them making the Super Bowl. And this is this is his Super Bowl pick, and that is from Chris Collinsworth, headman, one of the headmen over at um at Pro Football Focus, and of course, former Bengals wide receiver pulling this up here. One sec. Um, so it uh, do I have it? Do I have it? Is it up yet? What's going on? What's going on? Let's try this again. There it is. There it is. Okay. And so this is just the graphic PFF. This is the year. Now, if you remember, this was a uh, Chris Collinsworth said this on, on uh, to Kay Adams, and then shortly after Burrow had the calf strain. And then now he goes on, I believe it was Dan Patrick's show, radio show, and, and doubles down on it saying this is the year. He's uh, He said, I never pick them. I've never picked them to win the Super Bowl, but I just feel like they're basically they're due and their team is set up so very well. Um, despite Burrow, you know, missing some time in the in the preseason here, they he feels that uh, they he's doubling down on it, doubling down on it. So he is... Uh, he's never been, he's been pretty objective in his coverage of the Bengals and some Bengals fans don't, uh, you know, that's kind of stuck with them a little bit in, in a bad way that he hasn't been, you know, overly praised, you know, hasn't overly praised the Bengals and, you know, as they play the Steelers on, you know, Sunday night football, he, he really tends to uh, laud and applaud the Pittsburgh Steelers as opposed to his former team. But Hey, he's in a, he's trying to be an objective color analyst, but right now that is his pick again. He's, he's not shying away from it despite the Joe Burrow injury. That is his pick. Now, speaking of Collinsworth and Kay Adams, um, she on her up and Adams show, uh, this is through, I believe, I believe FanDuel TV, but go check this out. This is from, I have this video here. This is Nick Scott. It's about a 35, 40 second video, I believe. Uh, she is talking to him about Lou Anarumo. Nick Scott, obviously one of the new faces on defense here. So just check out kind of a fun exchange here, 40 seconds worth. And of course you can find this on Kay Adams's and the Upton Adams Twitter account. So, or, or team you're on right now, my friend is loaded for bear. They're ready to go and win a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's healing the Bengals defense, obviously sixth rank scoring D last year. How crazy is your coach Lou? He's crazy. Oh man, he he's he's crazy, but he's a, he's a defensive mastermind. I mean, he he's so unpredictable in like the most calculated way possible. So uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, just playing and, and, and learning under him. I'm excited to see what he draws up for this season. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't want to put this out there because I'm close with the Bengals fan base. They're not going to like this, but does Lou have that head coach vibe to him? Uh, yeah, but we like him where he is right now. <laughs> You he's always know. You're like, no, he's not. He's a, He would be a terrible head coach. Wink, wink. I love that. So kind of a fun exchange there. Um, he is unpredictable in the most calculated ways. A quote from Nick Scott. I love I love that. I love that. That's a good, good quote there. So at any, at any rate, uh, you know, there's more and more hype surrounding the Cincinnati Bengals and it's, it's going on national shows, obviously, you know, our shows and the, and all of the great shows and podcasts that are out there that cover the team. Uh, you know, we all have high expectations for this team 
right now uh, this year. And, uh, you know, the Bengals don't seem to be feeling, at least from surface, what we can read on the surface, they don't seem to be feeling any kind of extra pressure or anything like that. I think they've got a really good locker room and a lot of good personalities in it to kind of, main, you know, keep their cool. Speaking of cool, look at this, look at this segue I just did there. Speaking of cool, Jonah Williams played his first, first career snaps in the NFL, that is. He played some in, I think, as a freshman in at, at Alabama here. So this is on CincyJungle.com. He, uh, we talked about this, so I don't want to go into super, super long length here, but uh, he, we talked about it the other, the other night on the postgame show. He looked pretty good, and I, I played a couple of clips courtesy of my my usual co-host John Sheeran and some of his tweet videos that he put out there on some reps. He looked pretty good. He looks comfortable. He looks strong out there. I know our guy Parker Blake is out there putting out some some really good videos on his Twitter account. So go check out what he's what he's throwing down there. But um, you know he's he's looking pretty good. Granted, this is preseason, and you know, uh, but. We were all worried about the comfort level, but now, as we know, this is Jonah didn't even play the first preseason game. Jackson Carmen's been getting a lot of snaps, so we're kind of reading the tea leaves here and saying, you know, Jonah's for sure the guy. This wasn't as close of a competition as I think a lot of us thought. And now, what do you do with Jackson Carmen? Is he your backup swing tackle, that sort of thing? But Jonah's settling in here. Obviously, the regular season has to to play out. He's got a couple of tough tests right off the bat in the Browns defense. And then of course the Baltimore Ravens defense. So he's going to need to come, come ready to play, but you know, this may be a blessing in disguise for him, for the team, for everybody involved. And that was the hope obviously that he was going to embrace this role. And it looks like he has really kind of, again, we've, we've talked about applauding him in his, you know, obviously he had some, hurt feelings and all kinds of stuff with the Orlando Brown junior signing, but he has embraced this role. He has embraced this opportunity. It would seem, you know, kind of turn that negative for him into a positive and uh, run in here with, uh, you know, a good, a good mindset and a good approach and it's showing on the field. So, uh, you know, limited snaps, obviously the preseason. So, you know, take that for what it is, I guess, but it's looking pretty good so far for Jonah Williams. And let's roll on to where do we want to go next? Mm, I think this one, this is good news here. We'll talk a little injuries and or guys coming back now to the Bengals. Uh, and so one of which that was a nice relief or a nice sight to see was Chidobe Awuzie taking part in 11 on 11 drills this week. And and I think it was uh, – I can't remember who it was on on X that was showing some some good videos there. Uh, but I think it was maybe Dan Horde. Here's the link here. I will pin this in the live chats for you guys to all check out here. But this is good news here. Now, when talking about week one, you know, Cheeto was a little non-committal to that. But um, he was able to take part in 11-on-11 work. And you see here, it was, it was a brief time, but the first time since tearing his ACL – we already knew that he was coming back really, really quickly when we saw some things in the spring and some workouts and him doing the, you know, the the chop step drills and everything. So this is, he felt, you can see here, he felt he could play in game action just four months after suffering the tear on Halloween, uh, which is, which is crazy. But he is 
now set potentially. He was kind of non-committal about week one. Well, he was kind of like, well, we'll see. He was a little dodgy about it. But it looks like that's a distinct possibility. It, will he be on a snap count or a pitch count? If you want to use a different <laughs> cross-sport metaphor there, I don't know. But that is something to be seen. And the good news is uh, Cam Taylor-Britt is showing a lot of nice things this spring and summer. Um, we're seeing some nice things, as we mentioned, out of the DJs. Now, DJ Ivy uh, hasn't fully taken that momentum from practices and everything into games, but he's had a couple of nice plays. DJ Turner has looked pretty good as well in preseason action, so you got to like that. What you don't like is this one. We're going to do a little good news, a little bad news, and a little good news in injury fronts and recoveries and all that kind of stuff, and this is not good news for the team this is not good news for this young man Cody Ford who suffered a concussion because you know he's kind of maybe a little bit on the bubble the roster bubble and is he one of is he going to stick around because he's a veteran guy and has played a number of positions in the NFL and that's what gets him the leg up with the roster battles maybe maybe not um, but he has a concussion and that is not good news for him personally and it's not good news for the Bengals um so you can see here he gave you know on Monday afternoon Zach Taylor gave several updates and you know he suffered it during practice on Sunday so he'll be he's in pro protocol and we'll have to see exactly what happens as this last preseason game comes up and everything um so that is something to definitely monitor especially with you know some of the, the backup offensive lineman not really looking uh all that great in preseason action so far um you know not singling him out just in general the, the the backup offensive line has been kind of a point of scrutiny so take that for which will okay let's go on here this is again some good news as it goes with injuries and of course we are all all waiting to find out when Joe Burrow is going to return to practice, when Joe Burrow and that calf injury is going to be back to 100%. But if you've watched Pat McAfee's show, I believe it was today, maybe yesterday, and if you've been listening to Zach Taylor, I mean, it's it's glowing. He looks great. He, he's walking around great. He's moving around well. You know, he looks great. He looks the best, you know, he's ever looked, all that kind of stuff. Just glowing reviews. And to Pat McAfee's point, who talked about it on his program, this week and they had i believe zach taylor on that program on monday if i'm not mistaken but to, to pat mcafee's point i mean it kind of feels like i mean if you're just kind of speculating or again trying to read the tea leaves that sort of thing it, it feels like zach wouldn't be this glowing about the progress how he looks how he seemingly feels all of that if it wasn't something that is if he, if he wasn't genuine about it now, granted, I don't think he's going to, you know, spill the beans on all kinds of different updates. And well, he's this, he, cause he hasn't, it was set quote unquote, several weeks. It's been a handful of weeks at this point. It may be several to some, I don't know. Again, we, we don't know that definition, but so at any rate, he's looking good. And I think all signs are pointing to week one. Now, does that mean practices before that? Does that mean preseason game three work? Does that mean anything like that? Or is it just, hey, you know, we're, we're going to rest this all the way up until that week one and hopefully, you know, the rust isn't there. And that his it continues to progress to the point where he can go week one. So we all have to kind of play wait and see here. 
with, with, with Joe Burrow's recovery, but it's all seemingly pretty positive at this point, especially given the, the comments by Zach Taylor. Now, I want to play this. This is just a quick, like, 15-second clip because we had some uh, folks send it directly to us about a, a cool initiative and, you know, it, it, one goat is working with you with another goat. So Joe Burrow is working once again with Joe Montana with Guinness beer, Guinness drought. And they are, I guess, you know, Guinness is introducing a zero alcohol and non-alcoholic beer. And so they have this kind of little commercial and everything with that. So we, we talked a little bit about it on Cincy Jungle. Here's a little video promo of that that you can check out, not only on the Guinness YouTube channel but uh through uh, you know various various media platforms out there but check this out it's joe burrow and joe montana in a guinness zero commercial wow joe you're really into zero yeah they're letting players wear zero now maybe i'll start to wear zero it's my number joe but you wear nine yeah this isn't my official number but the future is zero joe proceeds go to the joe burrow foundation so that's the cool part at the end there proceeds of that Purchase of that beer is going to the Joe Burrow Foundation, which is helping end hunger in uh, in Ohio and in the you know various cities uh, in the area. So really cool thing there. And uh, as we get more information on that, we're working with some representation there and seeing um, you know how we, how we can further promote that because obviously we like to promote things that go to nonprofits, charities, that sort of thing. So really cool thing there. And of course, Joe Joe Burrow and Joe Montana working together. I think we did that a year or two ago, if I'm not mistaken, with Guinness as well. So uh, fun stuff there. Okay, let's keep rolling on here. And I mentioned this will this I, I think is the last injury update. I don't. Uh, let me see. Yeah, we'll do this last injury update. We'll go here next. This is uh, for Mitchell Wilcox, a guy who is a backup tight end. Again, I mean, it seems as if this is a guy the Bengals do want to keep around for a variety of purposes. He started to kind of step up towards the end of last year, uh, adding some things to the offense. He's been a special teams guy, but they have activated uh, activated him to the 53-man roster. Uh, I'm sorry, not the 53-man roster. They've activated him to the, to the roster, um, and he's got just a little bit of time here to get to the 53-man roster, and I will bring this – uh, link to you folks in the live chat so you can check this out on cincyjungle.com. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. Dan Dan's a, uh, a wealth of knowledge. He's the guy who keeps us in check around here. Uh, Guinness Draft. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I need to catch up on my Irish beer terminology, I suppose, but they, Thank you as always, Dan. You're the, you are the man. You you have it in your title. You are the man. Okay, so Mitchell Wilcox coming back to the Bengals now. What does this mean for this position group? We will we will see. You know, I I mentioned him earlier. The coach seems to think that maybe Jackson Carmen is almost going to be a tight end type of player on the roster because he's going to play that old Dennis Rollin, you know, extra tackle jumbo package. You know. Um, student body right, student body left <laughs> type of type of play, you know, from a, from time to time on the Bengals roster. So, you know, does that take away an opportunity from a guy like Wilcox on the roster to, to get more offensive line depth 
versatility, that sort of thing. But Mitchell Wilcox is a guy they like. They waited to re-sign him because he had a knee injury. I think he had a knee procedure done. And then, um, you know, he's been kind of trying to rehab his way back and has seemingly done so here as he is now activated. And so we'll see if he gets, you know, game action and what happens with him on the final 53-man roster going forward. So good news for him. I know he's worked hard to get back and come back to the Bengals. Now, we will go here next, and this is a little bit uh, some some praise from Joe Mixon on a an offensive lineman, a guy who blocks for him, Cordell Volson here, and Joe makes um, – Mixon just gushing about the second-year guard. Here is the quote. I Here it is right here. I am a very big fan of Cordell Volson, just to make it clear. I just love everything about him, said Mixon, who later added, I think he's going to be around for a long, long time, and I believe that as long as he's on the right track and doing what he's doing, he's a potential Hall of Famer. Um, and then you can see here, there's kind of a longer video, I believe, uh, from Mike Petralia talking about that. Obviously, you know, some other news surrounding Mixon coming, you know, uh, thankfully he's, he has some of that legal stuff behind him and he he expressed, uh, you know, happiness at the fact that he had that behind him. So, at any rate, though, Cordell Volson, he's kind of been the guy that, of course, they're the, because he was the small school guy, the fourth round guy, that sort of thing. Um, you know, you, you, he's kind of the guy that has the most questions about him, I guess, on that offensive line. Obviously, there's some questions about Jonah, but he seems to be answering them at, at a new spot there. But, you know, as you look across the the, the board there, he, he has the most questions, I guess, that need to be answered. This is a young player, too. But he has shown we, – we talked about him bulking up. We talked about him showing some some growth and, you know, potentially being a breakout guy, and Mixon seems to be in agreement with that. So we'll see. Hopefully some if he steps up, that's big, big news for this Bengals team, this Bengals offense and that offensive line because he will further solidify things, and hopefully that won't be a talking point for this year's Bengals team, that, that offensive line, especially if Volson t- kind of takes that next step in development. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right, so we're going to transition to the AFC North. We've got some AFC North stuff to, to get to around the division. And there's some interesting headlines around the division right now. One of which, and we'll start with the Baltimore Ravens, one of which is this... I don't know what you want to what, what adjective you want to use to describe this preseason game win streak. Some people find it ridiculous. Some people think it's a wonderful achievement. I, I think it was at 24 games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I mean, great, great for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and I guess it's a testament to their depth. 
and how they build their team. I, I guess if you want to spin it in the positive, but they finally had that streak broken by Washington uh, this last weekend. And wouldn't you know it that there are some salty feelings from those who cover the Ravens inside the Ravens locker room, that sort of thing. I saw a long post from someone who runs a, a very successful Ravens podcast, um, kind of pointing out all of the, you know, supposedly the, the, you know, Washington players didn't care. And, but, you know, there's all these instances where they show that they were kind of taunting and, you know, jabbing at the, the Ravens players once they knew they were going to win the game and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm going to play a clip real quick from, from John Harbaugh. And I will say this, I, I actually found myself in a little bit of agreement with some of the things that he said about preseason football. Um, and it kind of took me to task a little bit with some of the things that he you'll hear here in just a second, but uh, you know, there's other elements to it. I, again, this preseason game win streak, of course, if you're competitive and you're going to be hyper competitive at the professional level um, you know, of course you're going to want to, have this be you want to win every game possible you want to win every game possible if it's preseason or not and so that's kind of what john harbaugh is saying here but just just have a listen i just told our guys you know you're proud of it of course you know you appreciate it but the thing that you're proud of is all those games are mostly just like that you know preseason games that people want to write write about some of you in here want to write about and say they don't mean anything because you never played the game. You never were out there in a preseason game. You never were fighting for a spot on the team. And yet you have the audacity to say that the effort that somebody puts into that to win and fight and win a game like that is meaningless. Tell me that was meaningless out there what you just saw. If you like football, is that a meaningless football game? You know, I can't respect anybody that says that because of the effort these guys put into it. That's, what's, that's what you're proud of. That's, that's why I'm so proud of these guys for the way they fought. It doesn't matter win or loss. It matters. It matters the way they the way they went about their business tonight, and I'm proud of them for that. Always will be. And I just told our guys. And so, look, Harbaugh has he's an excellent coach. I think we all have a lot of respect for the Baltimore Ravens and what they've built and what they've done. And really, uh, what, what by comparison to a lot of other teams, is a lot of success in a short period of time. There's no doubt about it. He has been an integral part of that, but. He is also known to uh, make feelings known. He is also, I mean, what was the thing uh, a couple of years ago where they were, uh, you know, running up the score on the Bengals and then they got mad at another team for, and I think the Bengals as well, for running up the score on them, they felt like. And uh, so, so there's always this chip on the shoulder by John Harbaugh, but it does give you, at least for me, it gave me a little bit of a different spin. We always sit here and go, wow, these, these games don't mean anything. Oh, these games, you know, it's really just about evaluation and just get out of the game healthy and all that kind of stuff. And lost in the shuffle, a little bit like you mentioned, is, you know, some of these guys who are grinding for a, a you know, back-end roster spot, a shot somewhere else, that sort of thing. And they work very hard at that. And I guess, you know, we kind of take it for granted when we look at preseason football and how we cover it and everything. But at the same time, we are still talking about a team that's pretty salty about a, I guess, once you get 24 wins in a row, uh, even if they are exhibition games, preseason games, I guess you kind of start to kind of build that up. But I mean, at the same time, we are talking about, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but 
we are talking about a preseason game win streak. And so for him to kind of really be upset about that, you kind of, you know, turn your head to that. But I, I do think, like I said, I do think his words about the preseason and his pride in players and what they showed in the preseason and how we just automatically assume, you know, these are quote unquote meaningless games and everything. Um, it, it gives you a little bit of a different spin on it and a different perspective, which I, which I can respect there. Uh, but regardless, the Ravens are back to zero um, on the uh, <laughs> on the preseason win streak at this point. All right, let's go to, and this is just, I'm not going to go through this a ton, but this is on Baltimore Beatdown. By the way, that was from, um, it was on the Baltimore Ravens Twitter account, but that was relayed via our guy Justin at Engraven Vids, a great YouTube channel. Yeah, he primarily focuses on the Baltimore Ravens, but he does a lot of stuff in the AFC North. He does a lot of stuff uh, around the NFL too, a really, really high quality YouTube channel. He's done a lot of cool stuff with us, um, you know, previewing. We're going to try and get him back to preview the the Baltimore Ravens coming up here. But at any rate, uh, go check out his Twitter account and his YouTube channel. Always love to give him a plug where and when I can. Here is the roster projection by uh, Baltimore Beatdown, the Baltimore Ravens. SB Nation site, so you can here's the link to that here. But so it's their second edition of the the roster projection. A lot of us around the SB Nation network of, of football websites are kind of doing a, another roster projection. We do these usually, you know, kind of after preseason performances and as the the training camp days go by and everything. So go check that out. You can kind of get a feel uh, from for some new faces and all kinds of different things as well from from the Baltimore Ravens side of things. So uh, I'm not going to go comb through that because that would take a while, but I just wanted to have that linked for you all to go check out their roster projection. Okay, now let's go to those best friends of the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mike Tomlin is not shying away, at least in some part, in playing his starters versus the Falcons. Um, and you can say, he says, Tom, you, this is on Steelers.com, a little bit of a kind of a press conference rundown type of thing. And I will pin that in the live chat for you as well. But basically, those who are healthy, those that are healthy, will play in Thursday night's preseason finale against the Atlanta Falcons. And he will do so with some caveats. Uh, first team all pros and 30-year-old corners I know more about. So it's not about the guys oftentimes that I choose not to play, it's about the opportunity for others. Um, obviously talking about Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Patrick Peterson, the guy who was a turncoat on the Bengals. He was talking about joining the Bengals and then uh, promptly went and joined the Pittsburgh Steelers. But um, here you go. Within the groups, there's things we want to see from individuals in terms of stating the case for themselves and in terms of dividing the labor up or being a component of the group. And so we'll play the first group until we get a level of satisfaction on both sides of the ball with those agendas. And then we'll move on to the second and the third, and we'll go from there. So he is going to play now, obviously non-committal on amount of time play, what that, you know, it's a, it's a relative term with what he's talking about here, but the starters are going to play to some degree in the preseason finale for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is per Mike Tomlin. All right. One more story from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So see, I told you, we have a lot to get to. A lot to get to. And we still have more in the NFL. We still got the Cleveland Browns to get to. And a little bit of an NFL story that does affect 
the Cincinnati Bengals as well. So check this out. Um, Matt Canada shuts down Najee Harris, Jalen Warren talk. Jalen Warren is a backup, um, kind of a, a change of pace back. And there's been talk, I guess, amongst the fan base and just kind of a groundswell of support for Warren to get more touches, particularly with a little bit of disappointments coming from Harris. Not only, I mean, a little bit as a rookie, but more so last year and just hasn't lived up to that hype. But I think also, as Bengals fans can can relate, you know, the offensive line last year, uh, maybe even as a, as a rookie, wasn't even, you know, up to Steelers standards, and they've been trying to change that as well. So, But Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada has kind of shut that down, shut down that, that chatter for Jalen Warren over Najee Harris. And, um, you know, I guess they've got a good problem on their hands of, uh, you know, former – high pick and and a guy who was a, a stud in college that they're looking to see a rebound year from and they know the talents there and then of course another undrafted guy who's showing him a lot in Jalen Warren so either way Harris is going to be the guy despite what Warren has been doing in the preseason and the offensive coordinator Matt Canada expressed that recently for the Pittsburgh Steelers okay we're going to get moving on to the Cleveland Browns and then the NFL stuff and then we are out of here uh some good news for the cleveland browns elijah moore is back in team drills after uh, a ribs issue and he's, he's saying they quote feel good do the ribs so that is on clevelandbrowns.com elijah moore one of the bigger pickups i guess a little under the radar though i mean just not talked about a ton uh, at least nationally with him landing back in cleveland so he, he suffered the injury against the commanders, um, gosh, about a week, about a week and a half ago, 11 days ago. Um, and then he said, quote, I wanted nothing more than to practice that specific week against the Eagles more than any other week, especially during the preseason. That was really annoying to me, but it is what it is. I'm taking steps forward. I've got to be positive. So he looks like he will be ready for the opener against the Cincinnati Bengals in week one. And, you know, they're kind of replenishing the wide receiver group there a little bit and the weapons for Deshaun Watson in that offense. This is a little bit scary. I'm not really sure what's happening here. And this is a quality player who, unfortunately, has had injury issues since he's been with the Browns. And it just kind of continues. Jack Conklin had a he had a concussion. And then it looked I'll, – I'll show you the tweet here after I pin this in the live chat for you. But he had a concussion, and then it looks like he – you can see here a very confusing update came from the team about an hour after practice ended. He Jack Conklin walked into the building. He had returned today after a few days in concussion protocol. Jack Conklin practiced some today and exited early, and he remains in the concussion protocol. So – you know, I mean, I know there's there's a, a, there's a protocol to it, and you got to go through the steps and everything. It's just a very weird, convoluted situation, and not good news for Conklin if he is having a concussion setback. Uh, again, a quality player, quality player, just you know has had some injury issues, and this is one where you know when it's a concussion and a lingering thing or a recurring thing, that's not good news. So definitely something to monitor, particularly with week one, a couple of weeks away against the Bengals and, and a quality player to keep an eye on for that. And then we will move on to the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. 
this is the one that I said was kind of a cross between a Bengals and NFL news. And that is Jesse Bates thanking the Bengals. I believe he did so on the preseason telecast. And I will pin this in the live chat. This is on cincyjungle.com. And the quote, well, let's uh, relayed via Twitter on our by our guy Zim. Quote, it's the first time strapping it up and actually playing in a preseason game against a team that I'm very familiar with. It was really good to see everybody from the coaches, trainers, everybody in that organization. They did a lot for me during my five years there, so I'm super thankful. It's always good to see old friends excited for my new jersey uh, journey here, said Bates on live TV in class. Great guy, great player, and you know, happy for him that he got the payday that he wanted and deserved. Uh, it just wasn't meant to be, at least that scenario was not meant to be in Cincinnati for him, but he got a, a sizable payday. And he's landing with a team that I think a lot of people think they're, <laughs> excuse me, maybe a year or two. Uh, they're, they're kind of on the rise a little bit. They've got a lot of young talent on offense. Of course, he comes in on defense. Um, so maybe they're a year or two away from, from making some significant noise in the NFC there. We'll see, but a, a good player and obviously class, and you could tell that he was genuine about it, genuine about those quotes when you heard him. Very cool. All right, moving on to – I know we've got a lot of people who are Ohio State fans, and so JSN is uh, – he undergoes – wrist surgery no timeline for his return this is via nick shook on nfl.com so you know one of the top young receivers here is going to be out for uh, at least a while and then you can see here the first the first thing is J jackson smith and jibba's uh rookie season may not start in time the seahawks wide receivers undergoing wrist surgery on tuesday which is today, and he suffered it on Saturday against the Cowboys. So, again, according to Ian Rappaport, no timeline to be determined. Doesn't sound like, uh, you know, he'll be missing, you know, be uh, on IR and not coming back this this season. But, I mean, there's there's stuff to, to obviously, uh, you know, you can see here, off the complete a period of rest and recovery and pain management and all that kind of stuff. So not good news there, but I, I suppose it could be worse for him. And Ohio State fans, unfortunately, you know, one of your guys there is not uh, – he's, he's not starting the season on time, potentially. We will see. We will see. Okay. We've got a couple more minutes here. Quickly, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a new quarterback, and that is – an old familiar face, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield comes in and will start for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over Kyle Trask, a guy they drafted in the second round two years ago, I think. Um, and so he, they were kind of competing. Neither were really showing a ton, but Mayfield has the experience. He has a modicum of success in the NFL. I, I mean, whoever won this competition here was going to, Man, I mean, you're following Tom Brady. That ain't easy. So Buccaneers are have named Baker Mayfield their starting quarterback for this season. We'll see 
you know, how, how things go for him. And if, you know, if he does well, he'll continue. And if he does not or struggles, I'm sure they're going to probably look at Trask and see what they can get out of him. But uh, Baker Mayfield, the starting quarterback for Tampa Bay this year. A little more uncertain. This kind of – so this is relevant to the Bengals here as well because the Cardinals head coach, Jonathan Gannon, has yet to announce week one starting quarterback. The Bengals play Arizona at the beginning of October. So, you know, we'll have to see what's going on with Kyler Murray and his recovery at that point here. So, obviously, this whole quarterback situation in general, who he picks, Kyler Murray, when's he back, what's he, what's he going to look like when he is back, all that kind of stuff, This this could affect – a timeline for when the Bengals go down to Arizona and face the Cardinals. So no announcement yet from the Cardinals on a starting quarterback. And that again is from Kevin Patra on NFL.com. Pin that in the live chats for you too. We've got just like two more, two more. I'm loading you up. Like I said, all right. This is from CBS sports. Cause we're going to end on another NFL.com one, which is kind of fun. Jonathan Taylor, the running back sagas continue around the NFL. He has been given permission to seek a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. And wouldn't you know, those Dolphins who seem to be in bidding wars for all kinds of different players the past couple of off seasons. Are they interested? May they, might they be interested? We will see. But uh, Jonathan Taylor has been upset with a lot of things in Indianapolis, direction of the team. But I think also, you know, no commitment because he is in the final year of his rookie contract and he was one of the the you know the groups of guys that came together you know your Saquon Barkley's and whatnot that came together to talk about you know the future of the position the financial future of the position in this league and so Jonathan Taylor at least at this point he was given permission we think he's going out there and uh, you know fishing for trade offers and seeing what situation may best fit him a guy who had an outstanding rookie year um and then you know kind of has had some injury stuff of late but you know when healthy he was he, he's productive there's no doubt about it so he is seeking a trade we'll see where he ends up if at all anywhere else other than indianapolis we're getting close to the end i'm not seeing anything from any of our live chatters about any ken anderson news at this point so I'm still keeping my eyes. And of course, if something breaks there, we will, we will, you know, let you guys know about that. But here we go. This is Jeffrey Chidea of NFL.com ranking all eight divisions and a kind of a power ranking of the NFL divisions. And this was put out today. Can you guess where would you guess the AFC North? Where would you guess if you guys, if you guys had a, an idea. Where would you guess the AFC North ranks on this list? I'll start scrolling so you can can let me know. Well, it's not. They're not eighth. You can see here. I mean, there's NFC South. The South divisions are at the lowest. NFC North, of course, a lot of questions there, particularly with the Packers. NFC West, this was a little surprising, I guess, being a little low. But then when you look at the Rams kind of rebuilding, the Cardinals rebuilding, um, you know, that may make a little more sense. NFC East, you know, some questions there. Of course, the Eagles being very good. AFC West, the, the Chiefs, questions with the Broncos, et cetera. Okay, we're, we're, that's three. AFC East is two. Guess who's number one? 
AFC North. The the North is king this year because every team has a real shot to reach the postseason. Is the the first sentence of that and of um, the Bengals are playing praying that the calf strain that is sidelined quarterback Joe Burrow since early training camp doesn't linger into the regular season. Right now, it appears to me that both Baltimore and Cincinnati are poised to make deep playoff runs. So go check out that cool article there. And of course, I think most Bengals fans and most fans of the Ravens and the Steelers, and I mean, I think they would they would be in full agreement with that sentiment. Full agreement. That is going to do it. You could tell I ran through a lot of stuff, and in about 25 minutes, our guys, Bengal Jim and friends, Jim. Jamie, Tom, James, all of them, they are going live on their channel. So go check that out. Fun show to be had here. Thanks for tuning in live here. Thanks for tuning in after the fact. We've got all the links here. If you uh, if you listen to the audio side and you want to check out the video or vice versa, go do it again. We're on all the major audio platforms through the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. And then, of course, YouTube, Cincy Jungle Facebook page. Twitter accounts we stream live. We're going to have a show tomorrow night as well. We may have a special guest. We're working on some things, so we'll let you know on that. But definitely going to break down the roster predictions and then, of course, you know, kind of preview this last game here, talking about some Bengals players that need to make certain impressions this week, so you won't want to miss that. Take care, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cazenza. This has been the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network. We'll see you soon. We're visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com.